This podcast is sponsored by Kangen Water. Change your water. Change your life. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. And welcome to Life Coaching Comedians. Here, there's no client confidentiality because it's funny. I'm your life coach, Lexis Chardin. And today, I have a brand new comedian joining me, Mr. Peter Jordan. When Peter isn't rotting his teeth with sugar, he's stuffing his face with beans, chicken, fried steak, tortillas, or lasagna. Is he Garfield in human form or just a human garbage disposal? We may never know. With a last name like Jordan, you'd think he'd be good at jumping hoops, but in all reality, he's just good at crunching numbers. After 10 years in professional finance, he decided to take his flat, white, Mexican ass and weak-ass hairline to the comedy club and become a funny guy. And a fun guy he surely is. Be sure to catch him at the 2020 Bird City Comedy Festival in Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you enjoy our session. Hello, Peter. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Seem a little nervous. Uh, yeah, I just don't know what to expect. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty anxious. Never have never had a session. Well, you called me. So what is it that you need help with today? Uh, I mean, I don't know where to start. Uh, everything mm-hmm. is. I'm kind of just the struggle is real. You know, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the millennials are using that <laughs> phrase this day, these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me, what is so real about your struggle? Well, um, it's getting to the point where I don't know where I'm going to get my money from. So every day is just, I wake up and I try to figure out how to get money for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and budgeting, that small amount of money that I get is stressful. Um, I am in a like, new career. I'm trying, this, uh, trying to really do something with my life mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. which is kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Do you believe in yourself? For sure, 100%. Okay, yeah. great. Believing in yourself <laughs> is half the struggle. Yeah. Really, three quarters of the struggle, I think. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard mm-hmm. because, I mean, like, like any other comedian, you also hate yourself. You believe in yourself, but you hate yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can't stand mm-hmm. yourself. You know? I, I do. That's part of the reason why I do what I do because mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you. But I think you can be a comedian that loves yourself. I hope. (laughs) One day, yeah, for Mm -hmm, sure. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you explored the things that you hate about yourself? Explored, like, thought about it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So are you you open to talking about those things? Um, Sure. Yeah, Yeah, I'm open to talking about that. Okay, great. Um, Are you okay with doing a couple exercises just to kind of get you relaxed and get your wall down? Yeah. Okay, great. Go ahead and uh, lay back for me there. Okay. And um, you can put your feet up on the couch and relax. And don't mind Miss Abby over there. Shout out, Abby. She'll just chill. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, go ahead and relax your neck. Close your eyes. And just... 
begin to melt. And take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Are you currently sensing any uh, anxiety or anything like that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what I want you to do is I want you to breathe in, try to fill that anxious space. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, then blow it all out, let it all go. Good, let's do a few more of those. Wonderful, keep going my dear. Good, are we feeling a little bit better? Yeah. All right. I am going to give you a tiger's eye. Okay. And I want you to hold this over, right over your ball sack. That is where your root chakra is. Go okay. ahead and place both your hands over there. And you can rub the stone together. Good, good, get it nice and warm. Okay. And just hold it right there, okay? Are you familiar with your chakras? <laughs> no. All right, no. this is a safe place. Okay, okay. all right, so I'm in. your chakras, in, uh, it, they're, they started in Hindu beliefs, right? Where we mm. have different anchor points of our energy, right? Mm -hmm. our, we as beings are made up of energy. And okay. we have different anchor points throughout our body. It starts at the very base, the base chakra, the sacral chakra, which is just above your sex organs. Okay. And then you have like your solar plexus chakra, your heart chakra, your throat chakra, your third eye, and your crown, right? Cool. So your base chakra really has to do with how you were raised and your sense of self and feeling rooted. When there's self-hatred, it's either coming from that area or the solar plexus, because that's also where your strongest sense of self. So you know what? Let's go ahead and double whammy this, and I'm going to go ahead and add another stone in, cool. just in case we miss one. Sounds good. Um, so I am going to give you... <laughs> I need all the help I can get. This citrine here. Okay, where does this go? And you're going to put that right in your ribcage, in your, like, in your, yeah, right in your diaphragm. Cool. Good. Okay. Now, I want you to go ahead and go back to your breathing. Close your eyes and relax. And as you're breathing, I want you to imagine the breath flowing in from your throat and circling through, back up, down to your balls, back up, through your solar plexus, back to your throat, and just imagine that pattern there, okay? Mm hmm Very good. Keep going, my dear. Psst. While Peter's working on aligning his chakras, have you been to yoga lately? Oh no, you better go. Make sure you bring your yoga mat and all your accessories. What? You don't have a yoga mat? Oh, well be sure to check out our affiliate link with Gaiam. Gaiam is made by yogis for yogis. All the yoga essentials. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed. Sign up and save 20% today by going to our website, lifecoachingcomedians.com forward slash support. Use the Gaiam link to make your purchase and we'll make a small commission. We love you guys. Now let's get back to being aligned. How are you feeling so far? I feel good now. This good. is nice. I might good. fall asleep. <laughs> good. That's how I want you to feel. Feel relaxed. So you can just keep your hands there. And as I begin to ask you questions, just keep that energy flowing. Okay? Okay. So 
When I ask you, what is it that you hate about yourself? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, <laughs> what I hate, how disorganized I am. Okay. Not how like undisciplined, I guess. It's all discipline. Disorganized, but you think that comes from discipline. Like a lack of. Okay. But Did yeah. you have a good relationship with your father growing up? Uh, mm, I, yeah, he was there. It was weird. <laughs> what do you mean by weird? Uh, I don't know. It was just crazy. Um, Define crazy. Mm, it was just like a lot of adult things happening, mm-hmm. you know, in your life mm-hmm. as a young child. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. And what were some of these adult things? Drugs, sex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, it was. It was fun, but it was also scary. Mm-hmm. I guess. Were you? Were your parents together when you were growing up? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so were your both your parents like pretty adventurous and? Yeah, uh, they were both pretty. Uh, they they both liked to have a good time, and mm-hmm. then uh, my mom got pretty religious when I got a little older. And uh, then she just ruined all the fun. All the fun. She mm-hmm. forgot how to party. Mm-hmm. Christ for, made her forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, Jesus knew how to throw a party. Yeah, his first, yeah, his mm-hmm. first miracle was turning water into wine, so mm-hmm. do like mm-hmm. to party. Okay, so you grew up around a very kind of party-like lifestyle. So, yeah. I mean, you were, what, a child and your parents were having parties kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All so that. I imagine <laughs> there wasn't much discipline in that, in that lifestyle, that home environment. No, not necessarily, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Was there, was there ever a time when... Um, like, for example, when your mom did become more religious, was there more rules and structure at that point? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. One time my mom had these honeycombs, and she got so militant that she put them in uh, sandwich bags, and that's all we could get for the day. I'm just kidding. That did not happen. That did not happen. Uh, no, my mom, um, yeah, there was, there was, uh, she was trying to, I think makes make a little like our lives a little more stable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why she like uh, went towards that like lane, I guess, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. going to church. Understandable. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I get it. Yeah. I get it because it was pretty wild before that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when it I, when when she went all in, I was like twelve. So I, I knew what it was. Like you can't tell me one thing when yesterday I saw a different thing. You know. Mm-hmm. And then when things changed, uh, what changed in the household for you as like for structure? Were there more rules in place? There was, uh, I guess, a little bit, uh, yeah, more rules. But it was just uh, because I was the oldest, I went to go work with my dad a lot. So I would mm-hmm. be with him and he'd have a couple beers. And then I'd go with my mom to church or whatever. So it was, uh, it was hard to commit to either mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, I was a kid and I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on, like how, as far as like how it would affect me, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you're just there, you're living life. You don't realize what life is until it's already happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it was better. I think it's better that, she, you know, for sure it's better that she found God, you know, because yeah. that's the lesser of the two evils. Absolutely. So it was good and there was definitely more structure, but uh, it was still, I was the oldest, so I could do kind of whatever I wanted to do. So, going to work with your dad, going to church with your mom. So, do you ever blame your parents for this disorganized structure for no, yourself? No, no way, dude. You can't mm-hmm. blame because 
people are the trauma that was inflicted on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, I think you, the older you get, the more you realize your parents are just people. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now that I'm an adult, like I just realize, like, oh, you guys are just people that had desires and wants and things that I have, just like me. You just had kids, you know? Like, yes. That's all it was. Like, you're just a person, dude. So you start yeah, to realize it's- that. It's, it's devastating when you first learn that your parents are not superheroes. Yeah. You know, and yeah, then yeah. once you come to that fact and that acknowledgement, then you're like, oh, you know, or especially when you become a parent yourself, you know, it's like you think yeah. that you have to have imagine. this, you have to keep your personal life separate from your children, but really you should share those experiences with them because you're just a person too, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that's great that you don't have any hostility towards your parents. Would you say that you have a good relationship with them now? Um, good as in like, we don't hate each other, you know, like, and I see them as often as I can, but, um, I just don't want to be around them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I have a a normal parental relationship. I think anyone, like if you're too close to your parents, I think that's weird. Okay. Personally. Okay. And what is it that, why is it that you don't want to be around them? I just know, like, my mom will just stress me out or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, it's just, you know. Different vibrations. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And, like, no one knows how to push your buttons like your mom. You know what I'm saying? Your mom knows. That's true. Exactly what's going to annoy you. My mom definitely knows how you to know? push my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how to push your daughters, probably. Mm-hmm. I do. I yeah. do like it. I do enjoy pushing you know? my buttons sometimes. For humor purposes, not for trauma purposes. Torment? Uh, yeah, that young trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, I think, you know, it sounds, for the listeners out there and, and viewers, it sounds like a horrible thing to say, you know, like, I don't want to be around my parents. And parents might take that in a wrong way, but you have to look at yourself as a spiritual being, right? Yeah. We're all on different vibrations. We're all on different scales in our life. Some people are really angry. Some people are content what's going on with their life. Some people are striving for more and some people are on cloud nine. Yeah. And if you're on cloud nine and you're around someone that's still dealing with their anger and their healing, they're going to bring you down right with them, yep. right? Yeah. Even though you're sitting over there and I'm sitting over here, our auras are about four to six feet long surrounding us in diameter, right? Cool. So right now my aura is touching your aura, yeah. right? So you could be feeling certain vibes from me and I could be feeling certain vibes from you. And for someone who is considered an empath, they feel those vibes so much around you. And you may be, everyone is in a sense, but some are stronger than others. And people that are stronger yeah. than others, they tend to be very anxious and depressed and they never want to leave their home because they're feeling all the energies around them as soon as they step out their door. It is true. Mm-hmm. I do feel that because uh, I feel like I might have I, some level of empathness. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't say empathy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all... You can feel people. I have this thing about people's eyes where I look at people's eyes and I can tell right away. Like, like, like the rule is mirrors or windows, right? If you have mm-hmm. windows and you let me look in, it's cool. It's cool. But if you have mirrors, and you, there's times you look at people's eyes and all you see is mirrors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, because I know it's not going to be sincere. There's going to be a lack of sincerity, a lack of honesty. And really, that's just a lack of respect to me as a human being. I honestly feel that way. I totally 100% agree with you when it comes to the eyes. Yeah. And I'll share a couple of experiences with you. 
I remember the first time and I don't know if people, you know, you don't know if people are seeing the same things as you. You can see yeah. things that other people can't see. Oh, yeah. Um, my perception of green may be completely different than your perception of green, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, this red couch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and um, I remember when I saw a particular individual and his eyes looked black to me. Like completely black, as if like his pupils were completely dilated. Some fire drugs. And um, and it was weird. I was kind of like drawn to it. I think you know, you know, with yin and yang, like light is attracted to darkness. Darkness yeah. is attracted to light. And in this case, I've always considered myself a light, and I was kind of attracted to this darkness, but I didn't know it was darkness. Yeah. And I ended up becoming in a relationship with this man for a short amount of time. And within a matter of weeks, I was abused and robbed and raped. Yeah. And it was like my intuition was telling me something. Yeah. I was seeing it, but I was ignoring it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened again a couple months later. Not a romantic relationship, but a friendship. He was yeah. a friend of someone that I was dating. Yeah. And I didn't like his eyes. And I knew. Yeah. I was listening to myself. Don't engage. That's right. He has terrible eyes. Yep bad juju but yeah. because he was close with a friend of mine i tried to give him the benefit of a doubt yeah. tried to get to know him and he was a con artist there you go he conned me and one of my other friends out huh? of three thousand dollars are you each, serious promising oh, us no. an apartment oh no that did not exist right Dang. so <laughs> when you see those things when yeah. you're feeling those things that is telling you something oh yeah and we have to remember that sometimes separating ourselves does include family members right yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's just you know your family also knows the worst of you mm -hmm. you know and that's also hard to deal with and you know the worst of them because you're family and that's i think that's part of why a lot of families don't get along is because you know the truth there is no bullshit there is no anything because they know you they saw you when you were throwing up from being too drunk at your grandma's funeral or they saw you know what i'm saying like they see things that know that your friends don't see or that other people that love you now don't know about you you know it's it's like uh it's a whole thing they take all the junk that you have with you in your life and they get to see you beginning to end and they know the true you and i think that's a lot of what the that has a lot to do with the relationships people have with each other is how much you know about someone absolutely i you completely know? agree all right, so I do want to get back to that a little bit. Um, talking about vibrations and being around your family. We're going to come back to that in cool. a little bit. Um, what else? So I asked you before we started, mm -hmm. or right when we started, the first thing that you thought of when I asked you, what do you hate about yourself? What else is there? Um... I don't know. I just sometimes I, I overthink things that don't need to be overthunk. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, and you know, because you don't, people, you don't like yourself, you don't think others like you when it's just all you tied up in your own head. Mm -hmm. So it's, it can be translated, it can come out as like a, almost like a social anxiety, you know, like you're worried about what you think people are thinking about you. <laughs> you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a whole weird way of, interacting with people is mm -hmm. you know you're worried about rubbing someone the wrong way and uh i know i can come off pretty intense and i'm someone who i just talk to everyone the same so sometimes people can get put off by that or they don't think i'm being sincere because a lot of people aren't sincere nowadays i feel i don't mm -hmm. know it's all it's honestly i know that all the issues that i have are in my brain mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's really what it comes down to. It's you. It's not everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my my darling, you are definitely an empath for sure. Um, <laughs> the overthinking, overanalyzing, that's such an empath thing. It yeah. really is. And I've struggled with it for a long time. And I think I'm finally in a place where I have it under control. But there are yeah. times where it, it does consume you. Oh, yeah. It does consume you. Um, you know, you think about... You know, we spend so much of our lives trying to impress other people. Like, yeah. I want to wear this. Why are you wanting For to wear what? it? Yeah. Why, why are you wanting to wear this? Because you like it or you think someone else is going to like it? Well, you now, know? like more than ever, right? With social media, that's just what everyone is trying to do is mm-hmm. get the approval of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Just such a terrible way to live your life. I'm in, I'm in there. I'm doing it, too. Mm-hmm. It's such a just you'll never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's never going to satisfy. Even people who are famous aren't satisfied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just it's just kind of a sick web that we're weaving for ourselves. You yeah, know? It absolutely. really is. It really is. And yeah. honestly, like, psychedelics opened me up. Is I remember the first time I did psychedelics, it kind of gave me, because when I was uh, younger, I was a lot more angrier. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was... Uh, about to graduate high school and I, I dosed mm-hmm. and I, I remember it was the first time I felt empathy and I understood that it was trauma and you look at people's eyes and you just like whatever happened to you in your life you're bringing that with you and you're you're that person right now in front of me so your father could have abused you not even you could have had a great life but you know your mom talked to you a certain way about food or whatever what whatever trauma you might have you're bringing it with you and you're talking to me right now with, mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. and you're bringing that energy with you so it gives you a level of empathy where you're like oh okay dude like you're talking through that trauma through your experience so you might be angry right now or you might feel some type of way right now or you might be doing something to bother me but it's because the way you were raised and the trauma that you have you might mm-hmm. think that you're more important or you're not as important so you have to overcompensate to let people know that you're important or whatever it might be um, but yeah psychedelics uh, if you haven't done psychedelics, you probably should, but um, save my life, really. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. It's, it's it's very interesting, too, to see um, in, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Psychedelics is making a comeback. Oh, um, for sure. You know, back in the days, it was used for medical practices. It got banned, and now they're bringing it back. The government's starting to approve it in yeah. clinical studies, and um, there's definitely something there that definitely needs to be looked at because people are taking the medications and they're saying, this isn't enough, this isn't working, I need something else, yep. right? Um, it, it, and it does, it puts whatever your issues are, whatever issues you're having smack dead in your face. Yeah, you don't have you a have choice. To deal with it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was another thought that I that I lost, but... Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, my brain just goes a thousand miles per minute. Um, but yeah, the, oh, you mentioned um, when people do things in a bothers you mm-hmm. um usually when you're seeing something or experiencing something with another individual that bothers you it is a direct reflection of you something yeah. about you that you don't like about yourself or something about you that you didn't like about your past self mm-hmm. right so it's important when you know you're having an interaction with someone and you're like god damn i just can't stand this person i want to poke their eyeballs out right Uh to kind of just stop and think embrace the moment find out what it is about them that you don't like and why yeah and then find something about them that you do like right yeah that is a deep deep soul searching moment right Mm -hmm. there opportunity yeah absolutely um but again perfect time to 
protect yourself and your own energy. There's a there's a balance. You also, know? an opportunity for growth. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so another question I want to ask you, going back to your disorganization, hmm. um, typical comedian. Yeah. Um, how how do you try to stay organized now? I, I'm I'm really I really am trying. So now I have like a full blown calendar mm-hmm. at my house where mm-hmm. it's like all of my gigs, all the things that I need to do are right there. So whenever someone asks to book me, I'm always like, let me go check my calendar when I get home. Um, and this is like something that you write on a physical calendar. Yep, physical calendar. Mm-hmm. And I have a list. So every morning I've been trying this, like this whole, like not a ritual, but like a routine where mm-hmm. I'll do like meditation, journaling, affirmations, ah, that's music to my ears, gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, and then it, like exercise, you end it with exercise and it actually has helped. Um, so now on that, when I do journaling at the end, I'll put like goals for the day, like of things I want to complete or whatever it might be. And then there's like a little visioning that you do and you, it's not all, it's not always like, this is what I want to become. I don't want to become a comedian. It's like, okay, uh, I want, I have a show on Friday. What do I want to do at that show? I want to kill. How am I going to kill? I'm going to walk up. How am I going to walk up? And all the, and just vision it all the way back to mm-hmm. right then and there. What are you going to do to get to that point? Mm-hmm. Um, it's Very a whole thing. Very specific goals. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? Uh, consistently for like two weeks. Wonderful. Yeah. And also one of the things like reading. So you're supposed to do everything for an equal amount of time. So it's like either five minutes each, four minutes each, whatever you can choose, whatever you can afford to do. And you do this all before you leave for the day. I do. A, the first thing I do, I don't even wash my face, nothing. I get up. And I go right at the counter. Wonderful. I or love meditate. that. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, I don't think you really need any advice from me <laughs> because you're already doing it. I think it's just a matter of being consistent with it. That's all. It, and that's the discipline. And keep doing part it. Part is like to mm-hmm. tell yourself that it's worth doing because it's an investment into yourself and all this mm-hmm. stuff that you got to go through to get yourself to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe having some reminders, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether like I like to do, um, I use my uh, phone as my alarm clock yeah. and um, I actually have a bird chime for my alarm clock mm-hmm. because the thing about alarm clocks is... If you look up the word alarm, it's like a notification of danger. Like it's alarming, yeah, to right? Alarm, yeah, yeah. To be alarmed. Uh-huh. And you're, we don't want to wake up spiking our cortisol first thing in the morning, That's right? That's true. So I am a big advocate for waking up to a more natural sound. And it might take you a little bit longer to wake up if you decide to wake up to the sound of rain or yeah. spa music or something. So you set your... Smart. You set your timer a little bit early, right? Yeah. But waking up to a natural sound or music, right? It gets that vibration going. So I like to do birds it's interesting. or rain. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like if you wake up that way, you're also waking up in a more organic mm-hmm. style. Like my grandma on my dad's side, uh, she's from Mexico, and she believed that when you dreamed, you were float above yourself. Yeah, astral and, projection. And you would connect, I guess, through your belly button. She always said through your belly button. It's like something that would connect to it. And when you wake up, you're, it's basically your spirit is coming back into your body. Mm-hmm. And they, she would say, if you woke up with like neck pain, like, you know, you sleep wrong. She'd say, go back to sleep for 10 minutes and it'll go away mm-hmm. because it'll like give your, cha- your spirit a chance, to like go back out and come back in and set itself the right way. I don't know how real that is, but it sounds pretty, it's, legit. it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. like, it makes 
sense now, especially with what you bring up? Well, I mean, when you think about it, sometimes when you wake up alarmed, you're trying to figure out where you are. Yeah, and it yeah. Takes you a sec, especially when you stay somewhere else. And it's so abrupt. Yeah. You know, so just like jolts you and out of your sleep. And it takes you like a minute to yeah. kind of get there, you know. I should try that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, music. Um, on my phone, I'll have a, like, you can li- you can name your alarms and I'll put, you know, meditate. You yeah. know, as soon as I wake up, affirmations or whatever, like give reminder. yourself a reminder mm-hmm. to do those things. Um, I also have a mantra book and I leave it open. So when I wake up, I see one of the mantras and it's like getting oh. ready for the day. Cool. Gives you a reason to get ready for the day. I have a lot to look forward to. There's a lot I get to do. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will say, I have to That's do right. this. And it's not you have to, it's you get to. For sure, for sure. It all comes from gratitude. Exactly. You get to. You're lucky you woke up today. You get to do this because you woke up today. That's right. You know? So I think you're, I think you're on such a great track there. Thank you. And um, just keep doing it. Maybe those little tidbits, little post-its or whatever, just to remind you to stay on track. and, And just remember that. It is working, and I will want you to keep going as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about um, vibrations and learning how to deal with being an empath because I think when you don't know you're one, you struggle with it. And I think that's yeah. where most of my depression came as a child. Yeah, yeah. I was a very quiet child. I didn't like to talk to too many people because I was feeling everything, yep. you know, and I still do sometimes. There are some oh, yeah. days where I'm really good and I want to go out and engage. And then there are times where I just don't want to deal with anyone, especially when you're emotionally drained, your energy is drained as well, you know, yeah. and depending on being a comedian, you're always socializing, you're expending your energy out everywhere. You're promoting yourself. You're being funny. You're getting people to like on. you, you, you know, you're on, on, on. Yeah. on. Um, so one thing that I think that you can start to practice, and maybe this could be part of your morning routine uh-huh. or before you go to a show, is take a moment, maybe get into a meditative state or just make the affirmation that you're going to use your energy source from the divine, your higher self, your God, whatever it is that you believe in. You're going to call on that energy. Uh-huh. So you're not just using your own. And it's going to give you more energy, right? Exponential amount of energy so you're not draining yourself. And then the second thing is when you're going into a situation where you feel like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to be around that energy right now, especially like when you're around your family members or whatever, tell yourself, I choose to fill my energy only and my energy alone. Create that shield. Like a barrier. Okay. You're creating a barrier, right? I do not want anyone's energy I do not want to absorb any energy. Yeah. Just you're choosing yours alone. You have to set that intention. Yeah. And that's something that I've actually learned quite recently that's been helping me quite a bit, right? Yeah, for sure. And if you feel that breaking, just set that tone again. Okay. Right? Yeah, recenter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that will help you um, be able to have more opportunities to build a better relationship with your family too. Yeah. You know? Because I think going through, like, it sounds like you're in a good place and you're really understanding and oh, yeah. get it. Um, but there might still be a little bit of healing that needs to happen there. And sometimes oh, yeah. it has to, that comes with bonding and reconnecting, right? Yep. Yeah. And forgiveness. You just got to, like, just mm-hmm. le- learn to understand that people are people and they're going to make mistakes. And the reason they make those mistakes is because of trauma and all these things that they're bringing with them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's totally. not their fault. Well, it is their fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think, 
I think you're doing everything right. You really are. You're definitely on the right I, I track. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm glad that you came in. You know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, I think I need therapy. But sometimes you just need confirmation yeah that, that you're on the right path yeah you're you know? okay yeah, <laughs> yeah you're fine yeah it is interesting because sometimes I'll like uh I, like with a coworker or like with some with a friend you'll just share a story and they're like whoa dude you should go to therapy i'm like what because i think there's levels of craziness that people endure mm-hmm. so like what some people might think is crazy to other people is just their life yeah so it's like if that's just your life do you need to go to, I don't know. Do yeah. Therapy? I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. Your childhood was a little crazy. You probably like accidentally snorted some blow or licked it and put it on your lips or some shit, right? Yeah, that's A- crazy. Accidentally, yeah. Accidentally. <laughs> but then there are other people that have had a completely normal, healthy childhood, but had a parent and had parents that never hugged them, never yeah. told them that they loved them, yeah, you know? For sure. So there are so many different forms of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that by you doing what you're doing and really focusing on protecting your energy and being more aware of your energy and the energy around you yeah. and doing the meditation, doing the affirmations, by you healing yourself, you can heal others. You can break a generational pattern that's been tearing down your mom, your dad, your grandparents, yeah. right? By healing yourself, you're also healing the people that you love and the people that are connected to you. That, that's cool. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. I really did not look at it that way. Mm-hmm. So just keep working on yourself. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about today? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I've never, ever been to therapy. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what to expect. Um, so I, there's like nothing that comes to mind. All right. And that's yeah. perfectly okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if something comes up in a couple of weeks and you want to come by the office again, I'd love to have you. Uh, yeah. I'd love to be back. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. Well, um, before we go, um, to all of our viewers and listeners, um, how can they get in touch with you? Um, on Instagram, you can find me at fresh horseradish. Um, that's spelled the way it's spelled. Uh, I also run a vintage resale store. It's called uh, Loop Vintage Phoenix. Um, you can really uh, item items that I've uh, curated through Goodwills, estate sales, yard sales, flea markets. Um, uh, anything you like, just let me know, and I um, we can work out a deal. Wonderful. Why horseradish? I don't know. I just uh, I, I I made the handle up once, fresh horseradish, and it just sounds weird. And do you like horseradish? No, I no. I don't think I can't. I think I've had it like in a dish and it's not like something that jumps out at me. I've had it in a dip and I remember it made like the hair on the back of my neck stand up mm-hmm. and it was like cleared my nose. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I did quite a bit of cocaine back in the eighties uh-huh. and like fresh horseradish just brings me yeah. right back to those moments and those memories. It's kind of like a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yes, I like the fresh horseradish. Um, wonderful. And um, how can people see your comedy shows? Please, uh, I'll be posting, I, I keep it updated on uh, Instagram. I'll be at a Bird City Comedy Festival here in Phoenix, uh, March. And uh, there's also a Tempe Improv show in March called Sundays Are Tight. Uh, and a previous uh, client of yours, Bubba McComb, hosts that at the Tempe Improv. I'll be there as well. So pull up. Yes. 
There's no client confidentiality here. That's how he knows my client list. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, you're thank just such you. a bright young man and you're on the right track. Thank you, you so are. much. So believe in yourself a little bit more. Thank you. And um, to all my guests out there, thank you so much for listening today. And if you want to get in touch with Peter and you forgot all those links already, <laughs> feel free to go to my website at www.lifecoachingcomedians.com. And don't forget that on Thursdays, we do therapy. Namaste.